I've always been quite strong in never changing that. So to always stand up for what I believed in, um, no matter what kind of backlash I got, you know, in the meantime, but to always remain consistent in that, that I know who I am. I know what God thinks of me um, and just not to care so much about what people think um, because you're never going to satisfy everyone. That's a fact. No. Welcome back to another episode of The Tea with Nikki. We are pro-tea, not anti-coffee. And with the new level three lockdown, you could go to a restaurant or a quarantini and then enjoy this video as well. Today, I sit with someone who has pretty much first lady status in South Africa, Rachel Khaleesi. We talk about how she started Rise Woman with her business partner, Tammy. What the Khaleesi Foundation got up to on Youth Day and then we talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and how it should be closer to everyone's hearts. And we talk about what President Cyril Ramaphosa said with regards to gender-based violence in South Africa. I hope that you enjoy this. It is one that will touch your heartstrings as it did mine. How's your day been today? It has been uh, busy, very busy, but good. And it was Good, yeah, same, same, same as well. Also busy, but all the good things. I feel like today awesome. is a very good Thursday, which I'm very excited about. It's a good pre-weekend start. Yes, that's awesome. So what good. did you get up to today apart from your workout now? Um, I was uh, with a, the refugee camp in Kensington for mm -hmm. most of the day, just um, doing some meetings and stuff. Um, just with regards to what, how we're going to help them and how other people are helping them and um, just sharing information. And then um, also with Grace, which is um, someone else that I'm helping. Um, uh, I can't really say her location, but yeah, someone else that I'm helping. So just trying to sort some stuff out for her because we've, I mean, I, I was trying to raise uh, 30,000 Rand for her and landed up raising 200,000 Rand. Um, which That's is amazing. amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to get her a permanent property now because I wasn't expecting to raise so much. Um, so just navigating what that looks like is quite a quite a process as well. So yeah, it's just been quite a full and busy day. And then we're heading off um, for a, a, a trip tomorrow for the foundation. So also just preparing for that and making sure the kids are all sorted and stuff. So oh, wow. yeah, where are you guys off to tomorrow? Um, the, uh, to the Eastern Cape. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Is this part of your, the youth day, um, are you doing sort of like a tour type thing or is it to do with the youth day like you did the other day? No, not, not so much with the youth day. It's, um, it's with the each one feed one campaign. So, um, it's more drops in the Eastern Cape area. And then, um, we are rolling out a, um, uh, adopt a school challenge as well so um, for a model c school to um, provide three months um, food of a school that's um, in a underprivileged um, community oh, that's awesome yes the yeah. reason why i asked if it was part of the youth day thing because i know it's been a big week for yourself and your household and the khaleesi foundation yeah sia's birthday and then it being youth day and you guys had four project stops. You had the Kensington refugee camp, community kitchen in Mitchell's Plain, Raven's Me yeah. and Brian's house. Yeah. How did you guys yeah. 
choose those four locations and what was that overall energy like on youth day itself oh it was amazing so um uh the ceo of the um nelson mandela foundation came down to join us for the day um and we recently um we were working in joe slovo um at a soup kitchen there and um we actually drove past the red camp and and we were like hey let's just stop off and see what's going on there and um i think we well i know some of our team members have been back every day since um so we've been there for about 10 days now just going in and out and helping with a bunch of stuff and um it's just extremely close to see his heart and um you know when i asked him what he wanted to do for his birthday he was like he just wants to like give people food like wants to make sure people are fed so um we just made sure that it was all stuff that's um very close to his heart um not that any project is more or less um it's just that the need was great for these four projects um so yeah it um it was just an amazing day and and such a beautiful way to spend his birthday so he he was so grateful and normally um around his birthday he's with the springboks and um they are busy playing a test during this time so it's actually the first birthday we've had him home in years um so it's been it's just been such a cool week were the kids with you when you went uh, to the project locations no they don't come with us unfortunately it's just a little bit too risky for new universities yeah um, i can understand okay that's amazing and i mean you guys must receive so much love and affection you you and sia have a, sort of a presidential and first lady sort of um aura about you guys you've got that sort of status <laughs> oh i've heard <laughs> yeah um so uh, you were doing earlier rise to you and rise woman and i know that you started that with tammy who was your personal trainer so rise woman is a community for women to believe that they can be much more and help uplift one another so how did you go from tammy being your trainer to starting this initiative I mean it's so interesting we've got um it's such an interesting story Tam and I you know how we met and um how I landed up training with her um I remember that um so we had met briefly at a dinner with um mutual friends and um we didn't really hit it off so we didn't I, I don't know um we just weren't really something we we just it was a dinner and we left and that was that and mm. um a couple of the um she was at a bry and she said that um uh they were watching a springbok game and all of these guys that were watching the the game had um just said how amazing see it how much they love him and then just went on to say like how sorry they felt for him that he was married to me and how i had let myself go and how terrible i'm looking and um poor guy whatever and she was just horrified she's like i cannot believe that like um people feel like it's appropriate to have these kinds of conversations and she was just like no so she dm'd me and she said like hey do you want to come and train with me so i started training with her but i i had recently had my second child so I was still breastfeeding and um i found that the training actually really dried up my milk so i i stopped training again until i'd finished breastfeeding and um it was really just it's it's obviously a tough time for anyone who's had kids it's not easy to um 
to kind of navigate that new baby stage. And also when you've got a toddler and a husband who's constantly traveling and I had, well, I have two other children as well. So it was just a lot to navigate and um, there was just a lot going on. And she, um, she just pushed and pushed and pushed. And she's like, are oh, you finished breastfeeding? Are oh, you finished breastfeeding? And when I had, I really wasn't in like the training, like yeah. brain space. But um, she was like, just come. So I started training with her and um, I'm, not a, I'm not a happy exerciser. So I'm not like, yay, it's exercise time. Like get myself ready. I'm just like, I want to die for an hour. Nobody talk to me. No one look at me. Just leave me alone for an hour and let me get done with it. And I think she saw something in that because she is similar when she trains. She's literally the nicest human being anyone will ever meet. But when she trains, she just goes into like a space where she's like, I'm focused. And um, so she uh, so she and I started training together. Um, and it just, we started on this journey. She had gone through a really tough, um, something very tough in her personal life. I was going through a very, very tough time in my personal life as well. And instead of kind of, um, instead of kind of comforting each other in this really bad space, we chose to kind of challenge each other, start journeying with each other um, on this on this amazing journey that we've gone on together. And a lot of women were asking like, how are you just managing with everything? You know, how are you um, working out, like doing the mom thing, working, just doing everything, you know? And um, it just made us realize that there's such a desperation among women and um, women needed like a community and not like a community where, you know, it's, um, it's shallow or it's not real and you don't get into like the tough stuff like um and so we created rise and we had no idea what we were doing we created an ebook and um here we are like a year later and we didn't know what rise was going to be we had no plan we weren't like oh let's host events let's do fitness let's do um you know like mental health and challenges and all of that we we didn't know um and it just kind of worked out i guess so it's been the most incredible journey and and um, we've managed to accomplish so much and by accomplish i don't mean like we've made money or um we've met with like thousands and thousands of women which we have and are all great accomplishments but um we we really uh, measure our success by um each, in, each individual woman and the experience that they've had and kind of how they've journeyed and um and just how they've kind of found more purpose in their life and found more direction for their life through this um this rise uh, movement if if you will call it that that's amazing that's absolutely incredible so what's been the hardest part now about rise considering we've gone into COVID 19 and i know that you and tammy were doing events quite often around the country and person community events as well and you know really starting to build that up it's been a, a quick year because i remember seeing it up so how have you kind of pivoted that strategy well that was it um i don't feel like there was a massive challenge where we were like oh my gosh this is you know with some people that has been the case where they've just been like my this like it's done what can i do you know so we never had that moment of like oh my word what we did have was um, a massive sense of responsibility for the woman that um we had kind of brought with us on this journey to make sure that you know they were all managing the lockdown well and um i mean it's been quite extraordinary to see how um 
how challenging it has been for a lot of people, including myself, you know, and including Tam on some days, but um, just how challenging it's been and to make sure that we're still serving those people well and still um, bringing some sort of purpose to their life and um, making them feel encouraged and making them feel like they're not alone in this time, you know? So um, it was just that, it was just figuring out the pivot. And um, we've managed to do that, you know, we've moved our events completely online, which has been incredible because we were planning on um, traveling globally and um, this year going overseas and doing RISE events. We've had huge amounts of requests from um, Australia, Dubai and London as well. Um, so we were planning on going overseas this year, but um, of course, you know, with the COVID situation, it's, it's not allowed. Um, but what it has allowed is for those women to really feel like they are um, able to attend the events now, you know, kind of be involved in the community a little bit more. So we've had, I mean, we've had so many women join us from all over the world now, and it's been incredible. And it's, it's been so nice to kind of bring them into this um, South African um, group of women that we have already and just kind of just make it bigger and larger. And um, yeah, it's just been a beautiful thing, but it was just figuring out that pivot and what it looked like and making sure that we were still serving and, um, doing as much as we could, but I, I can't actually say that we've had um, a massive challenge during this time where it's just been like disaster, you know, because um, everything, you know, we've got um, some merch that we sell online as well. And that was more for reminders. So the women that attend our events, we used to have either beautiful, we support um, a lot of local women-owned brands as well, and um, either a beautiful little bangle or a little necklace or, um, a shirt that says something just to remind them of the experience they had on that morning and you know when they look at themselves in the mirror and they're wearing the shirt or when they look at the bangle it kind of reminds them what happened that morning and um, and the purpose that they have and and just that they're equipped for the life that they're living so um, yeah it was just the pivot. I think. That's a wonderful message and I love that you do have an aspect and focus on mental health as well it's so important especially when training. So uh, it also just makes me uh, think that you seem so body confident on social media as well. You, you post very openly and honestly during your pregnancy. And I remember seeing you post about your body post-pregnancy and really it. So it's just wondering, you know, how have you always been body confident and how did you sort of get there? Oh, definitely not. Definitely. I don't think there's a woman on this earth who's always been body confident. You know, I think at some, some time in our lives, we've all, you know, because that's, that's the society and that's what they do to women. And that's, you know, um, yeah, that's just what, you know, the society creates that we have to be perfect. And what is perfect actually, like who gets to decide what that is and who gets to decide what good looking is, you know? So, um, I think what happened was I got to a point um, where I had been on social media long enough that my I just started getting thick skin and I, that's not a pun, but like I just started getting like less affected by what people had to say about me and I literally have read it all, literally. So um, I just didn't care. And then um, I was so tired of people like hearing about people body shaming me. And I had just had a baby. And I remember um, a couple of my friends had recently had babies as well. And I, I, I vividly remember I was boxing. Um, and I remember I would always wear long sleeve shirts because my arms 
were so um they weren't fat but they were just they were so big and um they had like cellulite and stuff and i remember when i boxed i was so self-conscious about it so i wore um long sleeve shirts and i never wore um shorts i always wore tights long tights and um then I started seeing all my friends that had just had kids and I saw them doing exactly the same thing. And I was like, they are probably feeling exactly yeah. the same way that I feel. And the fact that I, I feel responsible for my following, I feel responsible for the stuff that I put out on social media. I never do it just because it's always with, I always try to post stuff with intention and um, it just made me realize, you know, with that, um, with the fact that a lot of my friends are doing and I was like, this is not okay. Like why, why I superhuman women who have just given birth mm. to a whole human being, why are we feeling like we are inadequate? We are not good enough. We can't have our arms out. Who says that that's not okay? You know? And, um, I just got so worked up the one day and I was like, I just had enough. I was like, you know what? No, like, I never want another woman who's had a baby to look at my profile and be like, wow, she's working out so much. And then all of a sudden I have this good body again and everyone's like, wow, you know, look how she went back to her before kids bought. And I was, I was just like, I don't want that. So I did this post and I was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that like I've just had a baby. My body is not in like the healthiest shape but it's okay and i want you guys to know that it's okay you don't have to train head to toe you know you can show a bit of skin you know you can um feel good and confident in the body that you that you have now like you have by all means just grown a human being so just stop like shaming and i never wanted a woman to compare themselves to me i wanted them to relate always wanted them to relate yeah and i Touching on that, I know you received a lot of criticism and being in the public eye very often from your body to your relationship with Sia, um, how you raise your kids. I remember you pulled, uh, you straightened your daughter's hair and the amount of back she got on that. I was just like, oh my word, you can't tell someone how to raise their, you're not abusing your child, you know? It's, yeah. Doing my hair as a girl with my mom was like my favorite thing because it was quality to yeah. mom and yeah um, how do you i see you also sort of clap back as they say um but how do you keep your head above water with that as well how do you how do you just sort of let it be water for duck's back mm, i think um i think that my faith has a a big part in that so in that so um, I love Jesus with like my whole heart he's just the coolest thing in the whole world but um I think that that truly I, I'm so rooted in, you know, what God thinks of me that I I just care less and less and less what people have to say about me, you know, and um, I've always been quite strong in never changing that. So to always stand up for what I believed in, um, no matter what kind of backlash I got, you know, in the meantime, but to always remain consistent in that, that I know who I am. I know what God thinks of me. Um, and just not to care so much about what people think um, because you're never going to satisfy everyone. That's a fact. Not everyone is always going to love you. And um, I think just as far as, you know, the clap back, um, there's, there's so much that people criticize that's so ridiculous, you know, that it's just like, are you are you for real? Like, are you serious? And I think I remember 
when I started growing on my platform and stuff and becoming friends with other celebrities and the, always the advice that I would get is just don't respond to the hate, like just ignore it, just ignore it, always. And I was just like, why? I don't understand why, why must I do that? So I did for a long time. She's not gonna be quiet, she's not just gonna let. So if you have something to say, you're gonna have to go make a whole fake account and then say it and not get a reaction because it's a fake account. So um, yeah, I just think that it's important for people to know that um, they can't just run around saying whatever they wanna say, That there could potentially be a consequence for that. And um, you know what, if you're gonna be mean, then you must um, be able to accept people being mean back. Yeah, and just touching on about the racism that UNCA used to receive, I'm sure that the Black Lives Matter movement has been so close to both of your hearts and your family as well. And you've seen it evidently uh, in South Africans and South Africa where we're supposed to be a rainbow mm -hmm. nation and is this also sort of um, kind of a message that you and Sia want to portray with the Khalees Foundation is that we're all human beings and we all want to we must help one another because I know both of you are very vocal about social injustices and racism and the gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. You know what um with regards to the Black Lives Matter and um, of course with the foundation, you know, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why people are not um, pushing the movement forward and not supporting the movement. Um, so yeah, we have been extremely vocal about it. And um, you know, you mentioned saying that it's close to our hearts and our family's heart. Uh, I think it should be close to everybody's heart yeah. and it should be close to family's hearts because um, it's a very very important movement and um, it's heartbreaking that it's taken this long to um, kind of move it forward and move the conversations forward and kind of get people in more um, influential positions to have their eyes opened a little bit more so I mean I'm exhausted a lot of the time, you know, trying to move it forward and um, and supporting the movement. And then I just remind myself, like, can you imagine what a black person feels like in this country um, fighting this battle every single day of their lives? So um, I think, yes, it's a worldly problem, but it is 100% a South African um, issue as well. And um, I think that we as all South Africans need to take responsibility for that. and. Um, honestly, if black lives don't matter to you, you know, if you're running around like, what about farm lives? What about all lives? No one ever said all lives didn't matter. What we're saying is black lives matter. And um, I just think that a lot of people just need to kind of go back to some research. There's a lot of information available at the moment. There's a lot of people doing really, really good talks. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to see a lot of people are kind of sitting back and they're like, I don't really understand it, but I'm here. I just want to learn. Um, so I think out of all of this, that's been a huge positive to see. Um, but what I have found with a lot of my um, black friends that I've been chatting with, you know, they, a lot, a lot of my friends have gotten to the point where they just feel like we're exhausted of fighting this battle. And I think that we as white South Africans um, need to be picking that up, you know, need to be picking up, um, picking up the battle on their behalf. Um, and I think that it's it's just, it's super important. It's a big issue in South Africa and um, it definitely is a conversation that needs to be moved forward. 
And not only that is a problem within South Africa with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, also not getting as much traction as it rightly so deserves, but um, I just want to address what our president said last night about gender-based violence, and I know that he has posted very recently about uh, gender-based violence as well, and, and you're also very vocal about it. I just wanted to get your opinion on what the president said in his address last night and what you thought of it and um, if there's what sort of missing still you think maybe in that link? Mm. Um, well, I think he firstly, I think he did a brilliant job. And, um, you know, this woman that I, I spoke about briefly earlier that I'm trying to get the accommodation for, um, how I actually got into contact with her was um, because of a gender-based violence um, um, case. And um, the woman that she had taken in was, um, was almost killed by her husband after having a baby three weeks before. Um, and I remember I received that message on a Wednesday morning um, because the woman that had been attacked had nowhere to go. And um, I remember vividly that evening, um, Mr. President addressed the nation and all he said about gender-based violence was, men have declared war on our woman. And I just remember just, I was fuming. I could just feel like, my heart was burning because I was like, I, I've just received this horrific message about this woman who's been in, like beaten to a pulp. And all my president is saying is, men have declared war on, on our woman. I was like, is that all you have to say? So from that address to the address that he did last night, I think that it's it's been a complete 180 and it's been very um, refreshing. And I must say, as a woman in South Africa, I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling confident in the fact that he's, um, he's passionate, he's clearly passionate about it. And it's something that he is aware of and something that he is talking about more. Um, what I do just really hope is I was also a part of the marches that happened in Cape Town um, last year. And the gender-based violence marches after, um, of course, Uyanene's death. And um, he addressed us there as well, and nothing came from that. So, um, you know, there was no action. So I think just after his address from last night, all I hope truly is, um, is that things are put into action and, and there's a lot more, you know, we've all seen what can be accomplished in South Africa with the shutdown, um, with the strict alcohol and cigarette regulations. Um, it's been incredible to see. And we all know that he, you know, that, that kind of, um, influence and, um, that kind of situation is possible in South Africa. So I think that we want to see that level of, um, that level of effort put into protection over the women in South Africa as well. So I think all I can really hope for and say that I would really like to see is action. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just more men, I guess, talking about it as well. Um, I would love to see that as well. Yeah, I think we all would. I've seen so many things about where we must stop telling our daughters, be careful, be safe. We must educate our boys how to treat women and, you know, it's time teach our sons, not our daughters, how to like hide. Um, yeah. So I definitely would like to see, you know, it's not all good and well saying, yes, there's a problem, but what can we actually do about it? So thank you for Absolutely. that. That was really, really nice to hear. Um, 
wanted to ask what would be sort of your top tip for someone who's wanting to get involved in philanthropy work or maybe even in the Khaleesi Foundation itself? So um, this is this is a good one because you know what I remember you know before when C and I were dating like years and years and years ago and um, my heart was always um, always for the community always for people that um, didn't have equal rights didn't have equal opportunity and it really was it's always been so you know like you know if it's on your heart and um and you know where it is you know maybe it's with animals maybe it's with children maybe it's with elderly you know maybe it's with food issues maybe it's in health who knows but um there is something that every time and we we talk about it at rise actually that every time you think about it it shatters your heart or you read an article about it it shatters your heart that's actually where your purpose lies so yes as much as you need to have a job and pay your bills I truly believe, like truly believe that people find their purpose in um, serving. And um, I was not always a person of influence. I didn't always have like a bunch of followers on social media. You know, I was also just like, I don't want to say a regular girl because no girl is regular, but I was Rachel and um, I worked a nine to five job. Um, I went to the gym, I went home, made dinner, didn't have kids, you know. So um, I, I was just, uh, I was just Rachel. And um, and I used to do my little bit as well, you know, without having a bunch of um, social media followers to back the projects that I was doing and stuff. So you don't need to do huge grand things to make a difference. Um, it honestly is just doing something. So. Um, whether that's, you know, making a sandwich for someone on a daily basis or uh, maybe you don't have capacity to go out and do something, you don't have time. But um, if you financially are able or um, find an orphanage nearby and see if you can support them with nappies once a month or whatever, like there's a need everywhere in South Africa. And I, I am so passionate, you know, our, our little um, caption is um, remember the one, one by one. And I'm, I, that's just, it was something that was so important to us because I think a lot of people in, in South Africa, or a lot of people in general count themselves out because they're like, I don't have money. I don't have time. I don't have influence. So what can I actually do? There's something like, there's definitely something that you can do. So, um, remember the one, one by one is, it's just such a, a very, a slogan that's so close to our hearts because, um, it's important just to remember the one person that you're helping, you know, and not to not to think that you need to have this huge grand foundation or huge grand project um, in order to help. And it's something with the foundation that we are very passionate about as well. So um, obviously on Instagram and, and social media everywhere, you know, people will contact us and say, I, I literally don't have food this month. Um, I don't know who to ask. I can't get a, a government, uh, you know, a, a from the government or whatever I don't know where to go I don't know what to do and, and those people are important to us you know we don't need a hundred people to feed you know one person is enough for us so um even those people we organize food vouchers which is not saying we go out and advertise otherwise we'll be bombarded but um but you know the people the one person in a desperate situation we 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 do prioritize to help as well so by no means does it need to be a grand scheme of things i think it's just doing something 
And who's always been a sort of mentor or role model for you? I can't actually say that I've had someone specific. I can't say that there's a woman that I've been like, wow, like she's the one. But there have been many women that I have um, taken something from. So, you know, maybe a woman in philanthropy that I, I don't agree with, you know, maybe <laughs> what she does outside of her work. But I am, I, I love, I'm so inspired and um I learned so much from what she does, you know, with her philanthropy work or um, maybe somebody who nails motherhood um, that I'm like, wow, I want to be a mother like that. So I, I can't say that it's a singular person. I think that it's a lot of different women that have um, influenced me from a young age to the point that I'm at now um, that I just, I, I go back and just draw um, inspiration from. And... I ask this to everyone that I host on the channel is what does feminine leadership mean to you or what does it look like to you? You go with it and everyone can know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, of that finding Nemo scene um, and <laughs> mean <laughs> exactly um i think that what it means to me is really just allowing a woman a platform and um by no means does that mean a platform of you know on a stage with ten thousand people watching i think just allowing a woman a platform whether that's in the workspace whether that's at home whether that's you know in a grocery store Wherever it is, allow a woman a platform. Um, I think that, yeah, that would be it for me. And how do you think that businesses or social environments could be more inclusive of women as well, from your personal experience? Um, well, that's interesting. I think that, um, I think there's a lot of businesses and, um, and, you know social areas that definitely it needs to be addressed they're still very much male dominated um i've actually got a very good friend of mine um sorry <laughs> i've got a very good friend and who is a um engineer and that's very much a male dominated um industry still so i think that there's a lot of um conversation that still needs to be um had um in a lot of the business environments um, but again, if I can just go back to allowing women platforms, you know, and um, I think as women, we naturally do, you know, always tend to um, kind of go back to support one another. So, okay, I'm talking from experience of RISE. Um, so we've got something called RISE Connect where we support um, women-owned businesses, small women-owned businesses and um, kind of network them together to, you know, collaborate and work on bigger, better things. Um, and I think that it would be great to see more men just kind of stepping back and being like, hey, okay, cool, I'm gonna allow you to to go first, you know? So I think there's a lot of male dominated industries that still need to definitely be addressed. Um, and men need to just learn to step back and allow women <laughs> to, um, to just show them what they've got.
And now this brings me to a segment I like to call the ABCs of your career. <laughs> so, A, what was your amazing affluent aha moment? Um, well, I think it must have been our first event that when we launched our ebook. So we weren't expecting on continuing with events. Um, but I think when we launched our ebook on the 1st of June 2019, um, we, you know, we realized what a need there was. And um, so many women just came up to us after that event and they were like, please, we need more of this. We need more of this. And I think Tam and I both just kind of looked at each other and it wasn't like a aha we can make so much money it was like a aha there's so many people who need help and we need to do more of this so um i think definitely our, our first event we just we realized we needed to do more and um and that was really just to um to sow into women's lives b what was your bad business blunder Luckily, we haven't had anything. Um, there hasn't been anything that's been like, oh my gosh, disaster. Um, but I, <laughs> I think, um, you know, hosting events, um, there's always a weather factor that comes into it. And um, I think that we've underestimated that on one or two occasions with, I mean, one event we had we were going to host outside on a beautiful but it was gale forced winds that day it was a disaster um and we actually landed up having that event in a parking lot because we didn't have a plan b to the gale forced winds so yeah i think um just events and the the weather prep something that we've had to be (laughs) yeah and see um, it can be from your nine to five job. It doesn't have to be now with Rise, but what was a sort of cinematic cock up moment that just makes you giggle still? I mean, I think during the lockdown, if you have kids, we've all had many, 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 many of those. Um, but just one that pops to mind now is, um, I was hosting a nutrition talk for a massive company and there were thousands of people on the call from all over the world. And um, I was talking about like healthy eating and how I keep my kids healthy eating. And my daughter walked into the room and she was like, mama, I want my sucker now. I want my sucker. So like a lollipop. And I was oh, this is going to be great for like all of these people, me talking about these healthy things that I feed my kids. And then she walks in like, I want my lollipop. So I guess that would be one of those moments where I was just like, oh my word, I don't know how to come back from this. (laughs) That's a wonderful moment. (laughs) Um, And now I normally move to the challenge section. Okay, start game. Tom, are you ready? Okay, well, I'm going to be Tom today. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> oh, shit. So it starts straight away. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is. Okay, the sunglasses brand. Ray Bans. Yes. Um, oh, no. Okay, the off. Uh, I don't know if I can say this, but Afrikaans for um, coffee. Coffee? <laughs> yeah, but the Afrikaans. Coffee? Yes. Okay. I don't know who ha- ha- Oh, shit. 
Okay, that was my time. <laughs> okay, I, was, I got Ray-Ban and coffee. What but I don't know. Pai Gon Yang and Shilinbur. Shilinbur. And Hans Tervain. No idea who those are. Wow. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, are you able to switch back to the Zoom call quick? So then you can have your answer yeah. for, for your turn. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So they always manage to predict everything, the yellow cartoon characters. Uh, minions? No. Um, Sims. Running... Pardon? The Sims. Simpsons. Simpsons, yes. Um, 14th of February. Uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, it's one of those free security things that always want to be on your browser. Uh, no. Uh, no. Time's up. Um, so it w there was Lance Burton. I don't know who that is. Don't know. Battle of Waterloo. I don't know how to describe that. I don't know what that is. And then, yeah, then you got The Simpsons, Valentine's Day. And then the other one was McAfee. M-C-A-F-E. I think that's the security brand. Oh, my God. Like the app to your no. browser. <laughs> so good. Um, should we do one more round? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Um, okay, here we go. Continue. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Um, oh, Sherbet. Okay. It's a subject that you have at school, the, the abbreviation for natural science. NS. Yes. Um, okay. And the um, what happened in 9-11 in America? Those things? The Twin Towers. What were they called? Yes. Um, Sherbet, this is literally in Afrikaans. Um, um, no. Okay, well, I'll just tell you it's hit Vita Haze. I don't know no what that idea. is. And um, Die Welt leert door. Don't know. Mm. And when tells we got. And um, Liefde Brief. Why is Liefde there so much Afrikaans? That's so bizarre. Maybe they like find your location. Yeah. Is the language set to Afrikaans, maybe? Let me see. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, settings. Oh, Dutch. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Awesome. <laughs> so funny. That's okay. Um, they. It's the last planet. Well, it's not a planet anymore. In the. Um, yes. Uh, it's where Hannah Montana was on. It's all, it's, um, Oh, um, Disney. Musical. Yes. Um, where Game of Thrones was on and True Blood, all the like big. Mnet? No. Uh, H one. Yes. HBO. Okay. And then time's up. Oh, but we, you did well. Three. So HBO played to Disney. Woo! I don't know who Alan Watts is. Don't know. And Diesel. So that would be obviously the brand. Oh, yeah. Or Petrol. Or the other. <laughs> or the guy. <laughs> or the guy. Or Vin Diesel, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I was just thinking, now Shepard is his name, Diesel, Denzel. <laughs> oh my word. Um, and now I wrap up the interviews with uh, quick fire questions that I like to ask that you haven't prepared for. So you have to just answer them off the top of your head. Awesome. Um, first one, I know that you are not a high heels fan. So how many pairs of sneakers do you have? Probably more than 20. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It's because ever you don't wear heels to to events. You opt for sneakers, sorry. Sneakers. Always look so comfy though, so I don't blame you. No, it's it's the best. Honestly, every time I get to an event and everyone else is like, "Oh my gosh, my feet!" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> I could go all night. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, what is your go-to like pump-up song? Hmm. Um, I haven't had one in years. Um, uh, there was one by Questa, but it, it's not a good name. It hasn't got a good name. Okay. Um, I used to listen to that a few years ago and that was like my pump up song. Otherwise <laughs> anything Rihanna is always good. Good, good choice. <laughs> And last one, are you a morning person or an evening person? Evening, definitely. I want to ask evening. one last thing. What is uh -huh. a daily ritual that you can't go without? Tea. Ah. Tea in the morning. On this channel. <laughs> what type of tea? Um, I love peppermint tea. I've literally just made myself a cup of Awesome. It's the best. <laughs> so good. It's so delicious. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the channel and for being so open and honest again. Um, I've, really, sure. I've really appreciated it. And I hope you have awesome. Thanks so much, Nikki. Have a great evening. And uh, yeah, we will um, Be in touch catch up soon. Yes. Yeah. I hope that that tugged on your heartstrings as it did mine. Rachel has such a gentle yet powerful nature about her and her approach and everything that she does. Lessons that we can take from her is definitely to be kinder to ourselves and our mental image of ourselves and to also be understanding of those around us and learning that we can help lift one another up instead of judging one another. With regards to philanthropy, there is definitely a lot that can be done and so much that can be done, but also to remember that us individually cannot fix the world's problems, but one by one, we can remember to help someone else, as is emphasized in the Khaleesi Foundation slogan. I enjoy being able to speak to Rachel about the Black Lives Matter movement, as I do believe that there's still so much more to be done. I would like to link some resources below where one can educate ourselves on why this movement is so important. I think it was also very valuable to be able to speak to Rachel about the gender-based violence that is happening in South Africa today. There's so much more to be done and to make us as women feel safe. Once again, we need to sit back and listen and educate ourselves as to what is going on. I do hope that more action is taken and I hope 
that this is something that we all can take home with us as well and think about.